How's it going? Hey, guys. There are – I'm going to play this game with you. Same trivia game that I played with Justin. Don't get nervous. It's not hard. How many teams are currently in the SEC? 14. 14. Well done. Well done. Soon to be 16, but 14 right now. How many teams have a new offensive coordinator coming into this upcoming 2023 season? Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky. Yep. That's five. Um, let me think. Who am I skipping? Auburn. Yep. Oh, let me think. Ole Miss defensive coordinator. Not offensive coordinator. Correct. And Mississippi State, correct? That's seven. And I'm still, I've still got room. You're not done. You're not done. Oh, gosh. There's 10, Bill. 10 teams in the SEC changed offensive coordinators. By the way, I didn't notice this one. South Carolina, Justin, you know this name. Dow Loggins. Oh, wow. Is the OC, former Titans OC, mm. is the OC Chicago at South Bears Carolina. OC. And yeah. Chicago Bears OC. Yeah. Dow yeah. Loggins is the OC at South Carolina. But, Bill, <clears throat> 10 teams in this conference. Wow. I hadn't even thought of that. That's, a, that's interesting. What do you make of that? Oh, I think in some cases – you move on because it's the right move for your career, like Todd Bodkin. I think I kind of thought he would stick around another year, but but the NFL flirtation, Tampa Bay Ravens, all of that. I think there are times. Obviously, Alex Golich with Tennessee got a head job, so in some of these cases, it's just the natural progression to get to the main desk at the uh, at the sports complex, and then in some cases, things are broken, and you need you need new blood, like in Alabama for example. That would be one that jumps out immediately. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame's not a good example, but they're they're still looking for one. They don't have one yet. So it, it could be a myriad of reasons. I kind of feel like, just from his track record, call me crazy, but Bobby Petrino at A&M either feels like it's going to be a home run or it's going to be – a bust with uh, the place getting nuked on the way out. So do you, I, I just don't feel like there's anything in between. It's either going to be great or it's going to be kaboom. How do you feel about that hire? Well, the thing that confuses me is the ending at Louisville was completely ruined the resume. He's a brilliant offensive mind and developer and quarterback guy and play caller and schemer. He's all of that when he's right. I just don't know what his mindset is after that. And Louisville was a few years ago, right? The second time at Louisville. But it still happened, and it was weird. I mean, everybody quit. It was like they didn't even plan on hardly showing up. If he is just responsible for taking that offense and that young, very talented quarterback and good talent around him and a really good defense to help protect him, and he can be free and – 
do what he's done in the past, he's outstanding. I mean, he's not just good. He's outstanding. That that incident, though, worries me. And we also know Bobby is a very quirky guy. He's I, I, Did I tell you this? Probably if I'm just naming my all-jerk list, he'd be on the top three probably of, of head coaches and coordinators that I've run into. Most of those guys are pretty good guys. This guy is a total jerk all the time. <laughs> and I don't I don't know how that'll work either. Yeah, uh, when he was the head coach at Western Kentucky, he drove down here and sat in a studio with me for an hour. And yeah, I can vouch for what you're – I mean, just – it was just – it was awkward. It was, oh, I can imagine. Uh, can you Very. imagine an hour in studio? It was what were the And the breaks were probably very awkward. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll never forget that day, Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Breaks were also on air and off the air were awkward, uh, to yeah. say the least. Uh, I do I'm know surprised that, he did that. I'm, somebody well, made him do it. That's not his kind of thing. Well, remember, this was, you know, this is somebody trying to desperately repair their image True. at the time. True. And so yeah. he was probably a little bit more willing to do some things when he was desperately trying to repair his image um, at that particular time. The other part that stood out to me when you brought up the Louisville stuff, even both go-arounds, but I've got scout friends in the NFL that I get great stories from. And they used to tell me when he was at Louisville that they weren't sure if they were there on the set of them shooting for the longest yard, or they were there for a Louisville practice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he, he's not afraid to go band at you. Yeah. No. no I, look, he's a different cat. And, and I, could, I think you covered it well. I could see either way. I could, I could see them really, that offense really spreading their wings, and I could see a total implosion behind the wall there. I mean, because he's an alpha male. Jimbo's an alpha male. Jimbo's whole life has been in charge of offense. And now he's handed this thing over. That's a volatile cocktail. <laughs> what do you think about Mike Bobo at Georgia? Mike did a pretty good job under Mark Rick. He really did. I, I've known Mike a long time, and I think he's solid. I think – Georgia, here's here's Georgia. Georgia right now has the best roster. It's going to be the best roster again. They have the depth better than anybody else. And they have Kirby Smart, who's completely got his Ph.D. covered now. I mean, he's got mistakes he's made in games, fake punts, whatever, in the Alabama game, which, which was a horrible call. All of that's gone. And... It's his system. They're a pro-style system, guys. They don't spread everybody out, try and trick you. They don't try and make you look at all this eye candy. They line up and say, here's number 18, Brock Bowers. Try and cover him. Here's our tailback. Here's our offensive line. And here's our one-star quarterback. Deal with it. So I don't think – now, Monkin did a fantastic job. So acknowledge that. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. They have so much talent in the quarterback room. The quarterback room – that they're going to select from this spring, they probably won't make an announcement, is going to be a quarterback with much more physical ability than Stetson Bennett. They'll be fine there. They're also going to get Dylan Rayolo probably as the top-ranked player in America and is the quarterback. You will remember his dad, Dominic Rayolo, longtime offensive lineman, 
in the NFL and at Nebraska. They're going to get him, too. I don't think the Bobo thing's going to hurt him at all. Bill, I wanted to ask you about uh, the news, of course, that Texas and Oklahoma are coming uh, in 2024 here uh, to the SEC. Who do you think, really for Oklahoma, Texas is obvious, who's the natural rivalry for Oklahoma, a matchup that we're going to see every year that you think is going to turn into a really good rivalry here uh, over the near future? Probably Arkansas. You don't want three mm. killers, right? If, if, if everybody's got three permanent opponents, we don't know everything yet. They'll, they'll announce it soon, I think. How it's going to look, no divisions, pods, and all that. But I think, I think obviously, you cannot separate Texas. That's permanent. Yes. Probably somebody geographically, and that would be Arkansas or Missouri. And, you know, you wouldn't want Texas and then a tough team and then LSU, right? I mean, that's, that's brutal if, if we're looking at it today. I would think Arkansas. But rivalry means you got to beat them every now and again, Bill. It just can't be geographical. That means Arkansas has got to rise up and beat Oklahoma, you know, once every 10 years or so. Well, good point. Now, if it would have been the 21 team, I think Arkansas would have beat them. This year, uh, Oklahoma was miserable, and Arkansas turned into miserable, right? They, yeah. they, they, they regressed. <laughs> Because, well, no, the thinking was they were going to take 21, which is a fantastic year. Yeah. And they were going to build on it. Yeah. And that didn't happen. That no. did not happen. The, the secondary was terrible. The quarterback couldn't stay. KJ Jefferson's a very good quarterback, and he's back. But he couldn't stay healthy. They would stay, had lots of problems this year. So, yeah, Arkansas is in a tough neighborhood, too, Bill. I mean, so I mean, that's, part, that's part of their – I think that's part of their issue. Speaking of neighborhoods – I've got a theory, Bill, that I wanted to hear your thoughts on. I've been telling people all, for a long time. My, my, when I was living in Alabama, Bill, down in Huntsville, there were a lot of people, Crimson Tide fans at the time, who took Clemson very likely back when they were making their run at the beginning of it. And I told them, I said, listen, just look at Tennessee. You look at Georgia, you look at Florida. Are those teams any good right now? No, those teams are kind of down. You know where all those guys went? They went to Clemson, okay? Uh, Clemson is nothing more than an SEC East team that is playing in the ACC recruiting-wise. Now, fast forward here, Bill. Clemson has been sort of on the outs, you know, still a 10-win team, still going to major bowl games, but you know what I'm talking about, Bill. And Tennessee and, and Georgia are now on the rise. How much has the rise of Tennessee and Georgia hurt Clemson, do you think? There is overlap. I mean, heck, Athens and Clemson are, what, 60, 70 miles apart? Not far. I mean, a couple long tee shots, right? I mean, but I I don't know if it's directly – but they are not as, – as good as they do in recruiting, they're not nailing the skilled players. Their defense was stout a year ago. That was not a problem. They got two defensive linemen who are going to go in the first round here coming up. That's not the problem. It's been the offense. It's been the quarterback play. They don't have receivers anymore. That scare you, like Amari Rodgers, T. Higgins, that kind of group. Mm. And they're decent at running back. The offensive line has been a huge problem. Now, they think Kate Klubnick, who they started at the end there, the freshman out of Texas, five-star, is going to be a big-time player for them. And I think they're probably right about that. They just don't have the skilled kids that they had when they could beat Ohio State when they could beat Alabama. They do not have that same play. 
Bill, I want to ask you the, the other question here about uh, what's going to happen with uh, the future of Clemson and South Carolina. South Carolina continues to develop, and they look like they've got something going here. They certainly scared a lot of people last year, and the impact that that has now on maybe a possible actual for real rivalry there between those teams where, again, somebody's got to actually beat the other guy occasionally. Clemson's still better regardless of the game that we just watched. But South Carolina's sneaky good at times. They, they, they're really bipolar. I saw them look poor, like they played in Florida and looked terrible. I mean, got beat handily, and then Florida imploded right after that, and South Carolina started playing better. So it's hard to get a read on them, a consistent read. But they had a good recruiting class. They just signed this kid out of D.C. who is 6'5", 220 and is a legitimate 10-3 guy, like an Olympic runner, and he's going to be a tight end for them, and you'll be, you'll be seeing this kid. So that they're getting some players, but I don't think consistently they're as good as Clemson yet, and nothing will happen. I mean, when the SEC goes to the new format in 24, nothing will happen to that rivalry. Just one note, guys, I don't know if you thought about this. When they eliminate divisions in mm-hmm. 24, beginning in 24, and the top two teams in the league will go to the SEC championship game, meaning doesn't matter divisions. It's, it's winning percentage. That means there could be a year where an SEC matchup, Alabama-Georgia, could play three times. How about that? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. that that's probably not good for the conference. No, because let, let's say you play regular season, and Georgia-Alabama don't play a lot, but they will. And then let's say you play in the SEC championship game, and then 12-team playoff, Somewhere near you yeah, run back in. True. Yeah. Jeez. That's a good point. Jeez. Uh, as we wrap this up, did you see where Kevin Sumlin is joining Maryland staff? Yeah. Remember when Kevin Sumlin was a big to do? <laughs> let me let me tell you what Kevin. Yeah, things fell to pieces, but I'll tell you this: he's put so much money in. Oh uh, yeah, he's I, set. Oh, he's yeah. set. No, he's good. I bet you he's not just his salary. I bet you he's made twenty million just from the two teams paying him not to coach. To go right? away. And, yeah. Yep. I, so, and, and think about it. So, it's not the money. He'll make seven figures, though. And he can be in the office where all he has to do is watch ball, right on film, and draw ball plays and coach them. Any Johnny Five Stars got his feelings hurt over NIL. That's not his office, right? That's Loxley. So, I, that's not a bad gig. Nope. Especially when you're set for life. <laughs> no pressure no, no pressure, pressure at all no. you're fired oh okay <laughs> oh you're gonna pay me to go away yeah well thanks boo-hoo yeah big deal <laughs> by the way i just saw where joe moorhead got an extension at akron i have a very close friend his son was the punter at akron not too long ago i went to a game there against uab that is one of the more maybe the most difficult job in the country it's awful I like Joe Moorhead. I I mean, I'm glad he got an extension, but, Bill, that's a that's a job I, I don't know how you can win at. I really don't, unless you're just doing, you know, some stuff maybe that people don't want – you don't want people to find out about, you know? Well, and you have to go your entire career once you graduate there and play there or coach there knowing that your nickname was the Zips, which means zero, <laughs> right? I mean yeah. – you're stuck with that for life. It's on your tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's tough. There's been a lot of zip seasons. That's yeah, for sure. That's tough. Yeah. Not good. Tough to be intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Hope 
Bill, good stuff as always. Appreciate it. We'll okay, be listening guys. tomorrow. Thank you. Bill King, tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. here on these airwaves. Why